Hey guys, before we dive into the show, just wanted to uh, reach out to our listeners and remind everybody that we are indeed still looking for contributors to the SotoMojo.com site. So if you want to write about the Seattle Mariners, meet some interesting people, and have some fun along the way, just go to fansided.com and go to the Openings tab and apply to become a contributor to SotoMojo.com. On today's show, we are joined by Dan Clark uh, from Australia, who is a contributor uh, to SotoMojo.com as well. This is part two of our starting pitching discussion that we started on Saturday with... uh, our friend TJ Moulton. Uh, so if you guys, again, if you guys are interested in writing for the website, please go to fansided.com, click on openings tab, scroll down until you find Soto Mojo, and click become a contributor. And it would help us out a lot. Uh, with, with further ado, uh, please enjoy the show. That's right. We are here with Dan Clark, the uh, contributor at uh, SotoMojo.com. Dan, thanks for joining us on the SotoMojo podcast. No worries, mate. Good to be here. Awesome. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about starting pitching. If you guys didn't hear part one of the conversation between me and TJ Moulton, go find it. It's at the SotoMojo uh, blog, blog Talk radio page. You can also find it on iTunes along with this episode. It's worth a listen, some good insight there. But it's nice to have a fellow Soto Mojo member back on the podcast with us. So let's dive right in here. And much like part one, we're going to be talking about starting pitching. So, Dan, I have to ask you, uh, first and foremost, what were your thoughts about what Jerry DePoto said uh, over the uh, last week about starting pitching in general? Um, Just real fast for – let's focus on Felix Hernandez right now. Um, just in case you guys didn't hear it, here's a quote from Jerry DePoto. He said, quote, I don't know what he can try and stay healthier. Uh, once you have these issues, it's a matter of maintenance. The issue that Felix has endured are happening under his skin. You can't work harder to make ligaments stronger. You can't lose weight and create more stability in an elbow joint. That's not real. So, uh, Dan, what are, your, uh, what are your initial reactions when you read the, uh, the things that Jerry DePoto was saying about Felix Hernandez? Yeah, and I was actually a bit worried, um, especially the the quote that he said there about the elbow joint. Um, mm-hmm. I was pretty sure this year all his problems with were with his shoulder. Um, so when he sort of starts bringing up elbow joints and all those other things like that, it's just got me concerned. Um, I know he worked really hard last season, um, apparently with Iron Glenn. Um, obviously, sort of all that sort of stuff didn't work. Um, I'm not sure what he's going to do. He's got to got to re redefine himself, I suppose, and refine himself, and sort of change the way he goes about doing things. Um, it's yeah, it's going to be hard, but we need him to sort of be that number three at the most. I think. Um, oh, I think the days of him being an ace or you know number two are well behind him but we still need him to go out there and throw even if like jerry said 
we managed it a bit, 160 innings. I think from memory, we didn't have anyone that over went over 140 innings last year, which is just ridiculous. So we need to go out there and I don't know what Felix is going to have to do. Um, but he has to sort of refine himself this off-season and, and help out the team. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that the uh, the Mariners didn't have anybody throw over 140 innings or so. Uh, DePoto addressed that also in his remarks. He said, uh, he points out that there were only 15 pitchers who threw more than 200 innings this year, and the Mariners didn't have a single starting pitcher throw enough innings to qualify for the ERA title. Um, so, yeah, he also talks about uh, that they're not going to be able – to plan on innings from starting pitching that they've counted on before, and they're going to try to go into this offseason and look at a creative way to uh, to kind of spread out the innings and uh, not require 200 innings from anybody. So when you hear stuff like that where Jerry DePoto is kind of saying, hey, you know, we need, a, we need a fresh look on how we manage innings and things like that, is that uh, concerning to you? Or are you excited about possibly – looking at things a new way. What, what does that say to you when Jerry DePoto is basically saying, don't count on anybody on our pitching staff to throw 200 innings? Yeah, that, that is a bit concerning because that basically tells me he's not going to go out and get um, an ace-type pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not going to go out and get a... Well, I know Darvish probably is not going to throw 200 innings, but he, he, if he stays healthy, he'll throw 180-plus. Um Arietta the same. So basically to me he's saying I might sort of look at a a three or a four guy or something like that, but he yeah, he's not saying he's gonna go out and get, get an ace or anything like that. So it's yeah, it is pretty concerning. I'm not sure if um bullpenning is something that we can do over a full season. I know they're doing a lot of it in the postseason at at the moment, but there's more off days in the postseason and things like that. I just I don't see it being able to work. Um, three or a couple of days out of their rotation every time. Um, so yeah, it's it's a bit worrying, but I suppose yeah we've got to trust Jerry in a way, and he knows more more about baseball than I do. So yeah. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a question. Sorry, a bit of a question for you off the cuff. Yeah. Um, Seattle used 17 starting pitchers this year. Yep. How many of them can you name? <laughs> All right. You, me... you, probably, you probably sort of had a bit of a look at this, but yeah. No, actually, I was thinking about asking you this question, but uh, I didn't Ooh, look it up. So uh, yeah. let's see. There's Felix Hernandez. Yes. Uh, James One. Paxton. Two. Uh, Hisashi Iwakuma. Three. Um, Andrew Moore. Four. Yep. Ariel Miranda. Yep. Christian Bergman. Yes. Sam Gaviglio. Yep. Marco Gonzalez. Yes. Mike Leake. Yep. Erasmo Ramirez. Yes. Uh, how many is that? <laughs> That's ten. Oh, that's only so you ten. Got, you got further than I did when I when I looked at it. Yeah, I'm sure some names will pop up in my head as we yeah. go on, but yeah, you know it's tough. Um, gosh, I want to say, oh, Andrew Albers. There's 
Yeah, I think I got to tap. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody really obvious, but... Oh, Giovanni Gallardo? Yeah, yeah, that's the obvious one. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's 12. That's yeah. probably about as good as I can do. Yeah, well, you've got guys like Chase DeYoung. Oh, jeez. Um, Rob Whalen, Chris Heston, uh, Ryan Weber, Dylan Overton. There's guys like that that made one wow. start in there and stuff like that. And, it's not uh, hard to It's not hard to see why those guys are kind of forgettable. Yeah, that's right. And then you got poor old Drew Smiley that probably oh. never throw a pitch in the Mariners uniform. Yeah, that one hurts. Yeah, big time, big time. Yeah. So uh, that was actually kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so t- I guess twelve's not bad, but uh, we'll twelve's spin- good. Yeah, we'll spin it forward to the. Uh, you talked a little bit about Darvish and Arietta and those type of guys. Let's spin it forward a little bit to what Jerry can do, what he can add uh, in free agency. Uh, don't need to go into super specifics, but is there a like a type of pitcher you want to see them add? Like, is the guy is it like a U Darvish type where you think they need a number one or number two, or do you think they can maybe get like a Jason Vargas type and just kind of have a number four? Like, what type of starting pitcher do you think the Mariners need to go out and get? Yeah, my view on it is sort of what what the Mariners have been doing for the last ten years is just trying to add that. I think I even read a quote somewhere. They're not going to get anywhere if they add pitches and stuff like that. They're going to be 20 to 25th guys on the roster. Right. Um, like, we're competing now with the Astros. You look at their top three in their pitching, next year they're going to have Verlander, Keiko, and McCullers. And, mate, outside of Paxton, we've got no one that sort of comes close to that. Um if we want to compete and get to the postseason and stuff like that, we've got to try to compete with Houston. There's no point for me adding that fourth and sort of fifth guys and stuff like that. We need, if we want to compete and be serious, like we can always go two ways. We can go all in or rebuild. And that's, I think that's what we need. We need to sort of make that decisive call and go, right. We're going all in or rebuilding. We're not just going to add guys, sort of lower level guys. That's just, as we've seen over the last 10 years, it might get us close, but it's just not going to get us over the hump. So my opinion is, I think we need to add that guy, whether it's Jake Arrieta and back end his deal or you Darvish or hopefully Otani. But yeah, that's... They're the sort of guys that I think that we we need to go for. Yeah, Otani's kind of the wild card, isn't he? Because if you can get him oh, yeah. for I don't know I don't know, I'm not 100 percent sure how the international signing works, but if you can get him for like I don't know six million dollars a year or whatever it is, and he's yeah. a number two, that kind of allows you to go out and maybe you can say, hey, we're going to go get Jason Vargas and he's going to be our number five or whatever. Yeah, um, definitely. Right, so it's if they add you Darvish, let's just hypothetically say they add you Darvish, are you willing to say, okay, the starting pitching, like that's, aside from maybe one or two small signings, but are you willing to say they add you Darvish, okay, we're going to go in with Paxton, Darvish, Felix, Leak, and I don't know, pick your number five starter. Are you willing to say that's enough, or do you still think they should go out and maybe look to add another 
you know, middle of the rotation type of starter? Um, uh, in a perfect world, uh, you can, as we can see from last year, you can never have enough pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't really trust at the moment. James Paxton hasn't had a season where he's made what more than thirty starts, so we can't trust Felix is going to be healthy. So, if we're serious about it, I think we're even going to add another one, which is which is probably going to be a bit hard, um, especially because the farm system's not going to be all that strong. But yeah, I suppose it's how how far they're willing to go to to reach the ultimate goal. What is the ultimate goal, do you think? Um, for the Mariners, just make it into the postseason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll be enough But to start with. But, hey, everyone's ultimate goal is the exact same. Right. Be, be there and win on that last day and get to race the trophy. That's right. <clears throat> Let me ask you this. Uh, it was reported earlier in the week that both Jerry DePoto and Scott Service are in the last years of their contracts. Uh, there hasn't been any news that they've, you know, signed an extension or anything. Do you think that that will weigh heavily, specifically on Jerry Depoto, that maybe he'll go out and he'll be a bit reckless because he's only got one year left? Or what's your level of confidence in Jerry Depoto with the one year hanging over his head? Oh, that's that's a good question. Um, I I think Jerry will still be here. For a while, um, with or without sort of like talks, yet, um, yeah, I, I never sort of thought of it like that. Actually, um, I don't think he's like from everything I've read and stuff like that. Obviously, I've never met Jerry, um, but I don't think he's the sort of guy that goes, "Geez, I've only got one year left. I'm just going to blow it up," sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's he's the sort of guy that always wants to contend and always being there. So, yeah, I don't think it'll sort of bother him, but I think they've got to sort of work something out, like management and ownership have got to say, look, if we want, if we like the way that this guy's going, we've got to sort of give him some, at least talk to him and give him some extra years or something like that. Right. Not to spin off too much into this, but uh, just your personal opinion here. Are you are? Do you think Jerry Depoto is the guy? Is Jerry Depoto the guy that you want for the next, let's say, three years, or are you wanting to see how this goes and then maybe decide after? Um, I I like Jerry. I like the way he's sort of gone about it, and um, yeah, I I'll, I'll be happy with him for the next sort of three three to four years. Awesome. All right, we'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk about Jerry Depoto throughout the off season, so uh, we don't need to spend too much time on him here. But let's yeah. uh, let's kind of go back to the Seattle Mariners and their pitching staff. So I'm going to ask you a pretty difficult task, or at least it was to our last uh, to the last guest. Uh, give me the starting five pitchers for the Seattle Mariners heading into 2018, using only the players that are currently on the roster in the organization. You could use minor leaguers, whatever, but give me your yeah. opening day starting five. Okay, just with the guys that we've got here now. Yep. Um, okay, well, obviously you go Paxton, Felix. Um, I don't think Kuma will be back, so scratch him. Uh, Mike Leake is your three. Jeez, and then you're sort of looking <laughs> down at uh, Erasmo, Albers, 
Yeah, that's probably it, I think. That's your five. Um, yeah, unless I'm forgetting someone. Um, <coughs> Miranda's probably a six at the moment. Yeah, I think I think that's about it. What about yours? Which one would yours be? Uh, Paxton's my one. I would... I mean, the numbers kind of really don't matter that much, but Paxton, Felix, Leak are your three obvious ones. Um, <clears throat> I think I would probably... I think I would probably keep Erasmo in the rotation just because I think he earned it after last year and there's no better options yeah. right now. So I probably I give Erasmo first shot and then you know <clears throat> it's tough because uh Andrew Albers is always kind of he's going to be what he is and he's a number 5 starting pitcher and that's fine, you know. But uh there's certainly some guys like Ariel Miranda and Andrew Moore who probably have more upside than Albers, but for a playoff team, I think I'd probably go Albers in that five spot, and then uh, I would pro- I would see if I can keep Miranda around in the bullpen and maybe uh, Andrew Moore as well, and kind of use those four and five spots as the uh, the uh, new the bullpenning type of uh, spots, and see what goes yeah. on from there. But I I think my five would be the same as your five right now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's good. So uh, let's quick a uh, few questions here. Let's uh, sure. get on it. Uh, question number one: Of these starting pitchers who threw for the Mariners, all seventeen of them, which one was <laughs> the most surprising to you? Good or bad, it's up to you. Yeah, um, probably the most surprising was ooh, um, probably Mike Lake. I wasn't when we signed him. I was. I was a little bit surprised, and then sort of when he come over, he was he was really good. Um, like he was sort of coming off that bit of a down year, but yeah, he Mike Leake was a good surprise. Erasmo, he was. We sort of gave him a bit of stick um, <laughs> in some of the earlier podcasts and stuff like that, and saying he shouldn't make the next start, but uh, he sh- showed all, all of us, and he was really surprising as well. I don't know what you're talking about. I was a big Erasmo fan from the beginning. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Go back and listen to some of the older podcast guys. You'll see that uh, that's a lie. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. uh, I was happy to be proven wrong. Erasmo at least looks like he's going to be a contributor of some kind next year. So uh, good on Jerry to get him. uh, Who is your biggest disappointment in the rotation? Um, Biggest disappointments were... Felix with all these injuries and right. probably Drew smiling that we never get to see him pitch. Um, yeah, that was I, – I was a big Drew Smiley fan. I'm really excited when they got him. And, yeah, <laughs> he yeah. just – when he went down and they ended up saying he's done for the year and done for probably next year, it was, it was really disappointing. Yeah, it uh... – I was also a big Drew Smiley fan, and I was excited when they brought him in. And then uh, it's just uh, it's sad, <laughs> at least for it me is. it is. So uh, let's no, there we go. Yeah, let's take of the young guys who threw. These are guys who have been in the big leagues for less than two or three years. So uh, yeah, don't, don't count Paxson and guys like that. But uh, of the young guys, who did you like the most? Was there maybe somebody who you looked at and said, "Hey, you know, this guy's got some got some stuff," or you think maybe he might be part of the rotation in the future? 
Yeah, part of the rotation. Um, geez, I suppose to be part of the rotation, you're probably thinking... Albers um, has probably got... Like we said, he, he's probably not going to be much more than a number five, but um, he's... I love his control. Um, I love the way he works. And he just sort of... He just seemed to get out. Out of those young guys... Yeah, that is probably the best of uh, not not a mediocre bunch, but just guys that sort of there's no real superstars sort of jumping out. They're number fours and number fives. Yeah, and, that's uh, it. Yeah. What's funny about Albers is, is both you and TJ picked him, and okay. uh, what's interesting about that is that uh, Albers is actually like 31 years old, but <laughs> yeah, he's only been he hasn't been in the big leagues for but like two years total. So. Uh, yeah. You know, that's perfectly acceptable. And when you consider what you saw from, like, Marco Gonzalez and Andrew Moore and just those kind of Chase DeYoung, I mean, it's not hard, It's not really hard to say, you know, <laughs> Alvers is the one that looked the best because I thought he did. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> I was surprised, actually, when TJ didn't take Andrew Moore. He's a big Andrew Moore fan. Let me ask you, what do you think about Andrew Moore? Do you think he's you do you think he's a starting pitcher at this level at some point, or do you think he's just kind of is he a four A pitcher? Is he a bullpen guy? What do you think of Andrew Moore? Um, I like Andrew Moore. I think he's still a bit green. Um, I think he sort of still needs a little bit of fine tuning in the minors and stuff like that. Um, I think he'll be a good innings either sort of guy. I don't think he'll ever be a an ace or anything like that, but I think it would be a solid sort of low three, sort of four guy. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think he'll be anything, anything, no sort of superstar or anything like that. But yeah, he, he could be if he keeps his head down and all that stuff and keeps working over the off season. I think he'll be, yeah, he'll definitely eat up some innings next year for us. I think. Right. I would agree with that. Uh, Moore is interesting to me. Of the Gonzalez, Moore, Miranda type, I think Moore is probably the safest bet. I think Gonzalez could end up in the bullpen. Um, and Miranda, I think Miranda probably has the most upside because we saw Miranda when he was good. He looked really good when he had the fastball and the cutter and the sli- and the, or the uh, splitter and the slider all working. He was really good. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, you can't give up 35 home runs and uh, be shocked when you're not in the rotation the following year. Exactly, exactly. And I'm, I'm the same. I'm a big, big Miranda guy. I remember doing the half-year um, sort of awards there that we did and wrote up for, for Soto Mojo. And we were sort of tossing up at one stage whether Miranda or Paxton was going to be the our half-year Cy Young. Um, but... Like you said, 35 home runs over a season, it's just not going to cut it. So if he can, if he can work his magic and find out a way to stop giving up the long ball, he'll definitely be in the rotation for a while. Yeah, I think uh, maybe we'll talk about this when we do the bullpen show. But I think uh, Miranda might be best suited for the bullpen. Uh, he certainly, I mean, he's got the what the 95 mile an hour fastball and the good yeah. splitter. So I think that's maybe a possibility. All right, so uh, that about wraps it up. I'm gonna, but uh, before we go, I want to ask you about a couple of players who are 
on the Mariners right now, but have options that need to be exercised. And uh, you just go ahead and tell me if you would bring them back and at about, yeah. about what cost you think they would, you would bring them back at. So let's start with uh, let's start with Giovanni Gallardo, who has a $13 million option. I'm assuming that you'll be declining that option. Yes, definitely. <laughs> is there, <laughs> Good boss. Is there any price that you would bring him back at, or are you just kind of done? Yeah, no, I'm kind of done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll just move on to what I think is an interesting case. Hisashi Iwakuma, he has a $10 million option. Um, are you picking that up? If not, are you willing to bring him back on a uh, on a much lesser deal? Um, probably not at the ten million. Actually, mm-hmm. probably definitely not at the ten million. Um, oh, the depends if how we go with sort of our other sort of pitching targets. Mm-hmm. Um, is if obviously all those other sort of guys sign elsewhere and. Farm system's pretty bleak, but if you can bring him back in, say, uh, a one-year, three or four million sort of dollar deal with incentives, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of all for it, but definitely not at the 10 and nothing sort of too... Um, I wouldn't give him too much to start with and just have it heavily with incentives. Right. I would agree with you there. And, uh, you know, the shoulder surgery is probably going to knock him out. Uh, and he can start throwing in five months, so he'll start yeah. be, be able to start throwing around spring training. But even then, you're probably looking at what late April, early May, before he can actually yeah. come back. So I mean, yeah, you might, I think so. you might be able to get Iwakuma back on a uh, on a minor league deal, which would be I think would just be outstanding. Um, yeah. Even if you only get ten to twelve starts out of Iwakuma, that's ten to twelve starts of like a number four type of pitcher still. Um, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I think that's probably worth it. And then uh, the the heartbreaker here, uh, Drew Smiley, the ML, MLBTradeRumors.com has their projected arbitration numbers coming out. Um, they project that Drew Smiley would get $6 million, give or take, uh, if he went to arbitration this year. Obviously, there's a pretty good chance that he's not going to pitch in 2018. And if he does, it would probably only be for the months of – August and September. So yep. what, do, what do you do with Drew Smiley if you're the Seattle Mariners? Um, I suppose you got a, you got a non-tender him to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see anybody else sort of going, hey, let's pay him 6 or $7 million for what could be four starts. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can sort of non-tender him and then get him to agree to a deal where, say, it's – or maybe a two or three year deal, and you go right. I will look. We'll pay you a million, million and a half this year to rehab, and then go after that and sort of take it up to, like, I suppose, twelve million over the three years or something like that. Um, maybe then I'd be sort of in, but yeah, I'm not. Right, you're not, not t- sort of doing too much with him. Yeah, you're not tendering him a contract at six million dollars. No, definitely not. So if you could get, let's say Smiley comes to you and says, I'll sign, I'll re-sign here. I want a million and a half for, for the first year when I'm rehabbing, and you're also going to give me $100,000 for every start I make at the major league level that year. And then the second year, I want $12 million or whatever. 
I mean, is that something that you do, or? Well, uh, $12 million might be a bit rich. Right, um, for the year after. Because I suppose you, yeah. you don't know what you're going to get. Um, you don't know how he's going to come back from his injury. Um, $8 million with incentives? Is that more? That that's I think that's getting closer. All right. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'll, right. I'll I'm probably right wouldn't go you. 12. Right. It just depends on what he can get on the open market. But I'm right there with you. I would love to see Drew Smiley actually throw a pitch in a Seattle Mariners yeah. uniform. <laughs> oh, definitely. But, but uh, all right, so that's that covers up the uh, starting pitching section of our offseason podcast. Again, if you guys didn't listen to part one, you can find it on the iTunes page. It's also on blog spot, uh, blogtalkradio.com. Um, Dan, thanks for joining us. This is really fun. And next week... No, all right, Next week we're going to do outfield, so uh, we'll have Nick Lee from Emerald City Swagger join us. Uh, Dan, I believe you'll be joining us too, and yeah, we'll, we'll kind of talk about the outfield, what happened, and where the Mariners need to go, and that'll come at you sometime next week, probably on Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, Dan, you have anything to say before we sign it off? Um, no, that should be that sounds about right to me. All good. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Dan. And uh, hey, you, you know what, guys? We'll talk to you next week. Uh, hey, real fast before we go, if you're interested in writing for the website, we would certainly welcome you. We need a couple more contributors. Um, so go ahead and reach out at fansided.com. Uh, go to openings and apply to be a, a member of the Soto Mojo Mariners writing team. So uh, that's all we have for you this week. This is uh, Colby Patnode signing off, and uh, we'll see you later. Bye, guys. Bye.